Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to an all-games radio network broadcast of allgames.com. Allgames.com. George Romero, you're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Lori Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the zombie cast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, Zombie Cast. Stay tuned in. You follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week. And welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 226, where I'm Sean. I'm Norma. Yeah. <laughs> hey, zombies for another download of Zombie Cast this week. It's going to be a little bit different this week. Uh, as we do remind you guys to go to zombresearchsociety.com. It's the official radio show the Zombie Research Society. Go there and browse all those news articles. And you can also listen during the week on the feeds to ZombieCast over there at the zombieresearchsociety.com. Which, uh, you know, we are backed by George Romero, Matt Moak, all those guys over there. So we want to thank those guys, you know, the leader of the zombie industry over there. And uh, be sure, and, and you know, this is kind of a shorter intro for us because it's going to be a shorter show. As... Uh, you know, we couldn't record on Halloween, but be sure to go to social medias, follow us on Facebook, search ZombieCast, and over on Twitter, follow at ZombieCastWorld, and click the banner up top, and follow each individual host, as we love mingling with the zombies all week. So guys, you know, we got a little bit of a short show this week. Uh, we got a little warm-up segment with uh, Halloween that Ted wanted to talk about, kind of find out what we did for Halloween, and we're going to talk a con for a second, then we're going to talk <laughs> The Walking Dead for a little bit, but about a 20-minute show this week. It's like I said, this is an off week. You know, usually we broadcast global, mm. seven continents, every country, 
You can listen to ZombieCast, but tonight, you know what? We're just doing it in podcast form. So we're packaging seven, this up and putting seven, it on the feeds. Seven seas, four oceans. That's it. That seven is seas. it. Oh! Through, through fog and through rain and through ice yeah. and through snow. I'm watching the World Series, and the, the Cubs uh, guy just ran to leave the Cleveland catcher out. <laughs> so uh, I just heard the back reaction downstairs from downstairs. I got to watch that. laid him out. The Cubs are up 3 nothing in the top of the first. It's pretty ridiculous. So, you know, people claim that, that there's too much money involved, that there will be a Game 7. This is Game 6, right? Yes. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a Game 7 because the Cubs are already beating the crap out of the Indians. There he goes. Oh, boom, and he's down. It, let's hope so. I'm glad that they at least won the last game at home because that would have been that would have sucked to lose the World Series at your own turf. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the first game they'd won at home in like 70 years or 80 years, and Bill Murray was crying. He was there crying. Oh, yeah. and yeah, he there's... did Daffy Duck. Did you hear his Daffy Duck when they sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game"? No, I didn't. But I did see him crying. He was so overcome with joy of the Cubs finally winning a game. He was crying. Yay! That's fantastic. See, that makes it worth it. Who doesn't love Bill Murray? Right. Right. He right. can do no fault. Yeah. So, guys, we are not live tonight. Usually we record Monday nights, uh, 8 o'clock. You know what? Next week's show will be Election Eve. Election oh, Eve. It'll be November 7th, uh, Monday. Already. So, uh, that's going to be the worst. That's going to be the scariest day in American history. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No matter, no matter who wins, it's like bad. You're it's kind of bad. Game over. But, uh, wah, wah. but Ted wanted a little warm-up segment with uh, Halloween. And, and you know what? I'll go first. For Halloween, is always a big time for us and fellowship and friends. And that you know the neighborhood that we live in we, always makes the news. We were on the news this morning for uh, you know the, the, the biggest community in the city where we live to where, where kids go to. And people ship kids in. They bring the buses in and drop them <laughs> off. And, and there, there's literally like a four-mile loop to Adams Farm where I live, which is in Sedgefield where we had the, you know, the PGA tournament and all that is. So usually all, all the kids are dumped off here. You know, they, they, they claim we give out whole candy bars over here, but not me. I give out a, like a Tootsie Roll. But you know what? We, uh, Angie's you – know, we always go out with friends, but, uh, but our, my mother-in-law – and uh, her boyfriend stay here and hand out candy. And last night we had a strict rule, guys. One piece of candy per kid. We bought 800 pieces. It's going to last. Trick or right. treat started about 6 o'clock, 7.15. We were out of candy. So we were yeah. eight, like 800 people like in an hour and 15 minutes. And I uh, had to turn probably 1,000 away. It, I mean, it was nuts. I mean, I, I got to <laughs> get more candy. But uh, – that sounds like us, Freeman. That is us every year. I mean, it's like, it's like having a, like, like a, like a fun fourth or a city stage in downtown where they close the streets off. That's the way it is in, like, the four-mile loop where we live. You know, there, there were cars parked on the curb all the way around on both sides of the road. And even in the island, they were bringing buses in. But it's like, you know, when you were little and, and you would watch E.T., you're like, man, it'd be cool to live in a neighborhood like that. Where you look down the streets and, and literally cars can't drive because there's so many people in the streets. That's the way mm-hmm. it is where we live, and, and it's, we love it. And you know what? We meet up with, uh, like, seven other families and all of our kids. Uh, we just take off and go through the neighborhood. You know, last night we, were, uh, we brought three rolly coolers with us. We had 40 juice pouches and about 50 beers. And uh, we were passing around fireballs we were walking around because, you know, nobody's got to drive. We, we just take off that's walking. How my, uh, that, that's how when I was a kid, my neighbor, we lived in kind of the – a really nice neighborhood where all the people would like to bust their kids in. Yeah. 
that that was that was some good Halloween times. So I have like awesome. tons of home videos of that being. But like, there's a, a couple of neighborhoods here that do give out alcoholic beverages for the parents that are walking out the kids. Oh yeah, my, my dad would film everything, and we'd have like yeah, we had those. Be, it, we, we would always start at my friend Peter's house, who lived you know he lived like a quarter half mile up the street, and we'd work our way down to my neighborhood, and like we'd always you know. It was a kind of a tradition that we would go knock on my own door. My mom and I would be like, "Trick or treat!" <laughs> right, right. And my dad and my dad filmed. Then it'd always be like, as a neighborhood, everybody knew everybody. So every single knock everybody on the door, like name. every knock on the door, would be like a dad, and they'd be like, "Hey, Bob." My dad's name is Bob. Like, hey, Bob, you got a beer? He's like, "Yeah, I'm about to have one." <laughs> yeah. have a beer there, man. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and then we have an, but we, one I, of the houses that gives out hot dogs here too. So. You Dang. can eat and drink. Yeah. Jersey hot dogs. But, you know, we walk around last night. Uh, it's always yeah. my buddy, uh, Papa Nick. Somebody I hang out with all the time, a uh, biker friend. Papa Nick, It was it's his birthday. So, you know, we, we always do a tradition. Usually he buys a bottle of liquor and we pass it around. But last night, man, I was about, whew, I, I was about gone by the end of the night because, you know, we, we, we met up at a friend's house, the, the Barnes. Uh, they made spaghetti. Uh, we had some fellowship before we took out. And then we ended up back at the Barnes house. And drank some more and took some more shots. But, uh, dude, it, it, it's just a time of the year that I really like. You know, there's two to- two times of the year that I really like. One is Christmas Eve. I really yeah. like it. You know, me, you know, the, the you know, we're so calm in the house, warm, the smell of cookies. You know, something like, about Christmas like, Eve I love. I have a tradition on Christmas Eve that I, you know, I'm up like crazy early and I get like the fire lit and then I, I actually will go like buy those Christmas candles and put them on, and, uh, yeah I'm like a uh, Christmas Eve and, yeah and, but I like that and then Halloween night and uh, you know what we just had a good time the kids got a lot of candy uh, one thing that I wish you know and, and we talked we talk about it every year and I, and I think I've mentioned it on here before I wish that whenever you know one of the four years whenever we go to the, the polls to vote I really wish that they would put it up nationwide to vote for Halloween to be on the last Saturday of the month. You know, if it was on the last Saturday of the month, you know, the bars could have Friday for their parties and costume contests. But, I mean, if if Halloween was on the last Saturday of every month, I mean, it it would last longer. You know what? You could could fire pit and hang out. Yeah, but I I got to contradict that when you're done. And I'm going to tell you when you're done. I think November 1st should be like a a federal holiday that everybody gets off. Well, it depends. If you go to Catholic school, you are the the day off. You do get the day off because it's All Souls Day. So I remember when I went to Catholic school, it was amazing because I could go trick-or-treating and I have to worry about getting up early the next day because there was no school that day. Hmm. And it you know a school day off. But I mean, I went to Catholic school for a couple of years, so that was that. But you I know was what? Always, as a kid, I was always uh, sick on November first. I think I was always every year. I, I couldn't was make sick it today. Yeah, I couldn't make it to school that day. Even if uh, I was either actually Can't sick or I like, I just don't want to go, and I'm going to pretend to be sick. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, I should have tried that all this. Yeah, something that kind of faded away but came back this year, and you know, I'll post some pictures. But we got a big damn pile of that black wrap candy. I remember whenever I was a kid, is that stuff good? You know, I've never, I've never tasted it. But I, you know, there, there's usually you got you either get the yellow, the orange, Mary or you get the Jane's. black. I don't know what it is. I, I don't eat them. You know what? And my kids are the same I way. There's a pile on our bar of black candies that the kids just won't even try. 
Norma oh, Love. man, those are my favorites. I used to love Mary Jane. And maybe because it was like the cheapest of the cheapest and everybody got them. So I kind of became immune to them. What is it? But it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's it's not even like a nougat. It's like a caramelly and not even like caramel. But it's like it's like a Biddle honey consistency. Do you remember Biddle honeys? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I hate those. It's kind of like that. Um, I loved the Mary Janes. That's funny you mentioned them. I haven't seen them in years, and I completely forgot about them. You, you know, but, you know, that was just the cheapest thing to buy. So that's what we would get. When, I remember whenever I was a kid, the, the, my favorite candies that I could get, you know, the Smarties were good, the Nerds were good. Yeah. All that stuff's good, but one treat that I always like to get, and, and you would only get a couple of them, but, like, the root beer barrels. Oh, those were good, The hard too. candy. God, yes. man, I used to love those. And what, what else was it? Uh I had a friend, Sean, who uh, was upset, named uh, Brian. He's still one of my best friends, and he was a uh, he was obsessed with Smarties. I don't know what it was, and he would he would he actually had a saying. He would get him, and he'd he'd always look over at me and go, "Smarties is the bomb, yo!" <laughs> Not even joking. It was like a real ongoing catchphrase of his. Every time we'd go to the movies, he'd have to buy a thing of Smarties. Like Smarties is the bomb, yo! Bomb the yo, bomb yo. You know that's how I thought about. Tootsie Rolls. Like, Tootsie Rolls, you can never buy them unless it was, like, Halloween time. And in the past four years or so, you can, like, start finding them at the grocery store. Like, wherever, you know, candies. But Tootsie Rolls were the ones I couldn't find year-round. And they would only come out for Halloween. So Mary Jane's and Tootsie Rolls is what I always wanted every year. And And now Norma's having Mary Jane's every day. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what, was your, what was your favorite kind of candy as a kid, Ted? The one thing, you know, may, maybe that, that you were just like, wow, you know, this is I, Halloween. I don't know if there's anything linked to Halloween specifically, but my favorite Kit candy, Kat. I think. I, you know, and I have a lot of home videos, and I have them all. I have, uh, no joke, like 10,000 hours of home videos of my entire life, childhood, and I have them all burned on my computer so I can never lose them. Nice. Uh, and I will be more than happy to capture you a little video of little Ted with his pilot. Oh, candy. I would love to see that. But I, the little I plastic think... costumes. Do you remember those yeah, plastic you know costumes? I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I've shown my videos are unbelievably. I think even if you don't know me or know my or know my family, you'd find the videos because they're ridiculous. Um, but I've always liked Starburst candies. I don't know. That's not necessarily yeah. Halloween link, but no, you can the buy them. But I know we're not. They're good. I was a kid, kid to now. It's always I, I like I like the juicy candy. I like I like I love the Airheads. Mm-hmm. I yes. love the uh, I love the Sour Patch Kids. I love the fruity the fruity candies. What about okay. the? Well, I, I forgot what my second favorite was, and you just reminded me, Ted. It's a fruity candy. Do you remember? And you can make, <laughs> you can buy them at Dollar General now. They sell these. It's like two dollars for a giant bag of them. But usually I would only get them at Halloween, but it was like a, a the strawberry candy that was wrapped in a strawberry looking package yes, and had wrapper. the green top. And you would bite into it and it would have the, it would have the, the gooey stuff in the, the middle. Gooey. Oh, those uh, were the best. I knew exactly which ones you're talking about. I really enjoyed those. I I'll buy a bag and eat like 50 Jolly Ranchers. In 30 minutes. I'll just, I'll just eat them, crunch, swallow, eat them, crunch, swallow. I love them strawberry candies. But I wish I. You know what? I could eat like that. Freeman, what? that's not candy, but well, it was the Luden's cough drops. No, no, the the Luden's cough drops. Yeah, those are good. Ricola! 
Oh, Ricola is awesome. But what but I wanted what to it... tell you about the next day, Freeman, that you said that, you know, you wish it was like on a Saturday. So like where I teach, we offer before and after care, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of parents that can't make it on a school day or, you know, on a regular work schedule to come pick up their kids at normal time. So we offer that. So one of my perks when I work late um, for the aftercare is on Halloween night, everybody gets picked up early. So I get to come home early. So that's what I like about having Halloween on a weekday. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Well, we'd always at school would watch. They'd always show The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. They'd also show uh, the classic film uh, Worst Witch with Tim Tim Curry singing that awesome song. I don't know if you all yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they showed that. They showed that every year, um, and it was amazing. But what? Anyway, what you, uh, I'll just, I was gonna say, Sean, we should tell everybody what we did. Here's what here's what I did on my Halloween. This is what I I don't do anything on Halloween. I do all my Halloween shit throughout the month, and then <laughs> okay. I never and then I never go out on Halloween. But I carved a jack o' lantern the night before because I do nice, that every year. Dude, I liked it. Tradition. Thank you. And then I literally just sat on my ass and I played Titanfall 2 and I watched uh, AMC Fear Fest and <laughs> I watched uh, their general Halloween. And I, dis- I discovered something this year that I, I linked you guys. I don't know if y'all, y'all saw it, but there's a really funny special I watched uh, called the U- WNUF Halloween special. Okay. And it, it was made three years ago, but it was intentionally made to look like it came out in 1987. It's like, it's a found footage movie and it's it's filmed in like four by three square and it looks like a VHS tape and it's supposed to be an actual news broadcast from Halloween from like 30 Hmm. years ago. And it's actually, it's actually really funny. It's a lot of eighties nostalgia. And and the plot is the first 30 minutes is like an actual newscast. And then they're like, after the newscast tonight, our, our own man on the field, whatever his name is, is going to be investigating the haunted Weber house. And then the, the, the last hour is this, total douchebag like reporter doing a live broadcast from a haunted house and it's 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 just it's one of these things that the first time i saw it i'd heard about it right it wasn't it wasn't that fun it's like napoleon dynamite like the first time i saw it i was like eh and the second i watched it again i was like oh that's pretty funny then by the third time i let it play through it's like <laughs> it's so funny you know uh, i know we're talking about stuff that we did but i was thinking about this the other day with uh, my girlfriend and um, you know when we were growing up and I don't even know if this is an issue anymore I remember the thing that we would hear in the news was you know because there was a lot of people putting supposedly razor blades inside the candy I've heard this never happened and they would tell us I remember clearly that the news would tell us go to your local hospital get your candy bag x-rayed and um, you know examine all your candy i mean do we even have these scares anymore no is this still existent they were talking about that on the radio on the morning radio show and they were they were showing these statistics with with tampered with candy Mm -hmm. and in history there has never been a razor blade found in an apple ever in a kid home yeah that's that's a scare i don't know know why that's made it's just urban legend but, but you know they looked it up and it was like you know it's 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 never ever happened a razor blade in an apple. So you know what were those scares for? I remember that you could take them to the hospital and they would X-ray your candy. I yeah, remember and that. That's, well, my girlfriend's like you know she's older than me. She's like I don't remember them telling us to go to the hospital. And I said no. I remember clearly, like for like three years in a row, 
you know, like in the mid 80s, early 80s, please take your candies to the hospital and get them x-rayed. My mom would always check it. Imagine that many people going with a bag of candy. Like, <laughs> like we're trying, we're trying to X-ray like car crash victims <laughs> yeah. here, and you're just like, right? What the? Fuck and that's funny. But I remember, Lorna, because my mom. Why would you do that? My mom and dad would check my candy at the end of the night. But I remember we'd be walking on trick or treating, and we would stop, take a break, right? And I would pull right. a Hershey, and I'd be like, Mom, check it, and check smack it. that out of your make hand. Make sure it ain't been ripped. Make sure it's good, Mom. And my mom would look yeah. at and look it over and hand it back to me, and I would eat the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the same with us. And it's funny because for a while I was thinking, you know, did I kind of make that stuff up? But then I'm like, no, because I remember it being, you know, just like the big deal. And all over the news, it was like on Fox News, on NBC, ABC. It was a big, big deal for us growing up. But I don't hear that stuff anymore. You know, and I would think nowadays that it would be more, more rampant, you know, more obvious that stuff like that would be done because no one... I don't know. It feels like everybody doesn't care, and we live in just such a bad world. Right, but right. anyways, but, uh, there's that famous yeah. scene, and I don't know if you've seen Halloween too. There's this, the original Halloween too. There's this very famous, uh, totally unnecessary subplot. That movie's about Michael Myers hunting down uh, Laurie Strode. There's this very random but well-known subplot because the whole thing takes place in a hospital, and for no reason, there's like three scenes that just follow this kid that has nothing to do with the main plot. It's a kid who has a razor blade stuck in his lip. Oh, and it, yeah, and it, and it and it's just that about a mother takes him to the hospital, and you they sort of follow the kid getting out of the car, then they come back to him at the hospital, and it has nothing to do with anything, but it's I think it's in there just to add a little more Halloween terror to Halloween right. too. Right. But it's a very famous scene because they show a close up of this kid's like mouth with like a bloody mouth with a razor blade. It's like, oh yeah. come on. Hey Norma. Yes. Ted has been hanging out. With the other side, you want to hear something? You want to hear? Who I Ted's do. Been hanging out with? Let's hear. Who you want to hear who Ted's been? Norma, do you really want to hear who Ted's been hanging out with? Who have I, who have I been hanging I out with know. now? I, I, I'm always. I have so much fun all the time. I can't remember. Now here, here you go, Norma. I want you to hear. I'm something. afraid because the something. jealousy, the jealousy might ooze off of me. I'm sorry about the jealousy of all the fun I have. Ted, Ted. I mean, Ted is Team Freeman now. Hey, listen oh, to who Ted's been hanging dang. out with, Norma. All right, listen. Hey, this is Lincoln Castellanos, and I'm Tobias <gasps> on AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, and you're listening to Usha oh, Zombie Cast. That's telling you. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is Lincoln Castellanos. I play Tobias on AMC's Fear of the Walking Dead, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. So, Ted, you're hanging yes. out with the cast members of. A fear, man. You walk us talkers in Atlanta. You're in Los Angeles. Explain this. Explain this, Teddy. Fear monger. Yeah, because I'm in the uh, I'm in the the L.A. area where all the cool shit happens, and I use the uh, I use the 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 the, the highly re- highly renowned zombie cast credentials to get in all the fun events. And they had uh, Stanley Stanley Kamikaze L.A. Comic Con. It used to be called Kamikaze. Now they're calling it L.A. Comic Con. Uh, in uh, over the weekend, I went on Sunday. It's always Halloween weekend, right? And I uh, walked around. It was raining. It was very rare. It was raining. It took an hour and a half to to get there and park because it's a fucking mess. But when I got inside, I, I got to I got to mingle with some cool celebrity types, and uh, I got to meet little little Tobias from Fear the Walking oh, Dead. You remember he... him from season one? Oh, he was yeah, the yeah. he was, my he was the best kid. character who they just left for dead. And they there he was. Yeah. So, so and that's. 
Why you said you had some insider negative. stuff. Was that private or is that public? It, I that's the thing. Okay, I got some insider information, but what was kind of weird is he he actually had like a AMC employee with him. Oh. And the AMC guy was like, "I'm here to, I'm, ba- I'm here to make sure he doesn't blurt shit out. He's not supposed yes. to." Yes, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. You know, I was next to Lincoln, um, my first Walker Stalker Con in Philadelphia, like really, like right there. But I did not have the the cojones like Ted did to go I and got talk massive to him. Balls about bothering people at convention because they're there to be bothered. You know, right. that's the thing. Right. So, yeah, and he's, and I like, I don't know, was he there the same way? Like, when I saw him, he was, like, in character with a little uh, backpack on his back in, like, the right, like, the type of clothes you'd be wearing that he was wearing in fear. Was he dressed the same way? He was just at a table with a bunch of photos of himself and his name, and he was just signing. They they have, like, a, they have a row of, like, a million tables of a bunch of celebrity types, and he was, uh, I was actually leaving. And I saw him. I was like, "Holy shit! That's a that's a walking that's a Walking Dead person." I fear. So I, was like, I'm gonna go I fear the Walking Dead person. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to him. So I went over and we talked. No joke. Talked for like 15 minutes, like on and on and on and on and on. And uh, uh, like, I, like I said, you should be like, "What does Madison of, smell like in person?" Because she's hot. Yeah, I, I I did say, dude, you were like the best character in season one, and then they just fucking like dumped you. They just left you. <laughs> I said you're the best character, and then they just leave you for dead and took off. I was like, it's like what the hell? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally nice. And, but again, I don't know if what he told me is uh, okay to say. So let's not say it, and let's just say that if you hear from somewhere else, we already knew it first. Well, he said he wants. To, he said he's willing to come on this show. Totally nice guy. Oh, said he, went, yeah. he was like, he's like what six, fifteen, sixteen. He said he's. He said he totally will come on the show. So if he comes on, we'll see if he can say it. But I don't okay. want to stop. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say it in private, what he told me. All right. Okay. That sounds good. So was Elvira there, Ted? Because, you, you know, recently we turned down Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. We, we had an interview lined up, and we, we didn't do it. <laughs> we, but, did, we didn't have it lined up. We didn't have that lined up. They literally texted it, like, out of no, out of the blue, and they said, she's here. doing interviews. Can you can you, can you can you get on the phone tomorrow from, like, 1, from 2.15 so to cool. 2.20? It's like, what the fuck? And it was, it was like, it was like, wait, huh? And we just didn't do it. No, but, well, it, because it was an unreasonable time for us. So that but, that's why. But, she, but you know what? You need to listen to this week's Nerdist, the one that he released yesterday, because it's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, man. And it was really yes. good, dude. I, you know, she talks about losing her virginity to Tom Jones, then dating Elvis Presley. They, I mean, she goes into what? detail. I mean, it's a really good episode of Nerdist uh, with Elvira, Tom Mistress Jones, of the uh, Dark. Tom Jones allegedly has a massive Woo Dandy Dublin. Yeah, yeah, but uh, she lost her virginity to him, and uh, you know she she was like a, a TNA girl in Vegas, and you know then she was on Cheech and Chong, Up in Smoke, and then you know but, but she talks about a lot of stuff, man, that I didn't realize. You know, hanging out with Frank Sinatra and all that, just <laughs> but you know she goes into detail, man, kind of about her sex life, and and like I said, I didn't realize that she dated Elvis Presley. So if we ever interview her now, a little I know a little bit more about her, but Ted. You would really do that because you grew up with Elvira, like I did. Elvira, Elvira is like has banged Tom Jones, Elvis Presley. She's banged all these legendary like rock stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but listen to it. I should feel you, dirty you, like, watching when you're Elvira. Tip, just put it on because I mean she's such a soft-spoken, nice person. I mean I, I really enjoyed that that interview uh, with her and Chris Hardwick. But, well, uh, let me think of 
Who else did I? I'm like the I was like, she went, she, she went to Nerdist. She, she didn't get on ZombieCast. Nerdist took her. <laughs> Doing a Nerdist. I also saw... Uh, um, Kidding. I, uh, Carrie Keegan, who I got a picture with, who I vaguely know, and we had a lot... You know, I don't know if you know her. She's, she's like, on, like... Uh, she hosts like rock videos on VH1, and she's been on. That's VH1. why I know. She's her. on a she's on a zombie show on Sci-Fi. I can't remember what it's called, but she's like actually on a zombie show, and that was the the blonde I was in the photo with. Because there's a story with her, and I told her I said I went up to her, and she's one of those people that like I don't know, but I, we all know we know the exact same people. Gotcha, like, gotcha. We we like we're in the same social group, and I said I walked up and. She told. I said, "You follow me." I when I told her, "You follow me on Instagram." She's like, it's okay. Yeah, she actually does follow me. She likes my pictures all the time, but she doesn't know me. It's very weird. Right. But I said to her, "Like, um, I don't know if you remember this. This, this. I was like, I remember this because you're you, and I remember you. But you don't, you know, that's your because you're a famous person. Two years ago, she's like, okay. I was like, Jump Cut Cafe. She's like, yeah. I was like, there was a Hellraiser screening, and she goes, I remember that. And I said. Do you remember a guy sat next to you at the Hellraiser screening and he recapped the entire finale episode of The Walking Dead for you? She's like, I don't. It's like, well, that was me. <laughs> I was the guy that did that. And she's like, I vaguely remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. But so I kind of had met her in the past, but I met her, talked to her, and then I met. Uh, who else did I meet? Oh, oh, Boy, Dominic Santiago. Videos. Oh, yeah. I uploaded a TED video. <laughs> Something with that was coming up on there. That's a that's a thirty year old video, so it's very uh crappy quality. That's an impressive pile. There's my there's my douchebag brother on the left. That's me on the right. Like I'm wearing a garbage pail kid shirt. Garbage pail kids. Is that your voice, Ted? Smoking the candy cigarettes. I'm smoking a candy cigarette. Oh, those are my favorites. Can I save this? Can I save I, this? I, I can send it to you direct if you want to see it. No, I want to post that's, it. That's my brother Bobakin on the left. Bobakin. Oh, dude, that's, that's my that's man. my. Yeah, I got a ten thousand videos like that. Dude, oh, I also like saw Xander when you were little. Is that a coincidence? Well, <laughs> Matt's always said that uh, that he 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 started the whole I'm Xander's father thing. I didn't start that sick joke. Y'all look Matt alike, started man. that. Um, uh, but I also met, uh, who I actually know is, uh, Carlos Ferro, who plays Dominic Santiago in Gears of War. And I actually Ooh, know him. I, Dom. Yeah. And I saw him and he was like, Hey bro, what's up? Yo. And I, I went up and talked to him and he, uh, he, he was like, you played Gears of War 4 yet? He doesn't talk. He doesn't sound like that, but he sounds like that in my head. You played <laughs> Gears of War 4 yet? And I'm like, yeah, dude. It's like the opening was like the biggest fan service ever seen and on and on and on. And he's super nice. And lastly, I have an awkward, uh, I have a good Casper Van Dien story for you guys. It's not really good, but it's kind of like one of these, like, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know, but I think I, it's one of these things where I don't think I did anything wrong, but it's like, I feel like I did something wrong, but I don't right. think I did anything wrong. Right, right. Let's, okay. hear it. Let's hear it. I'm like leaving. I'm leaving. It's like hot as shit. The van closes at four. It's pouring down rain. And I'm like, I'm going. It's like 3.30. I'm going home. And I'm walking out and I'm like. Oh shit! There's Casper Van Dien. I'm, I'm, I, 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 From, I love Starship uh, Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yeah, and he's in Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. He's in all sorts of movies. Oh. And I'm and I'm like I'm gonna go meet Casper Van Dien just because, in my opinion, all you have to do is just get the person to acknowledge you exist, and you're like, okay, they're in my Rolodex of celebrities I've met. Right. 
you know, like just get him to just say, hey, how's it going? Um, so I walk over and he there's no line for him at all, but he's talking to like three dudes. There's three guys around him and he's he clearly knows these guys. and He's just talking and talking. So I'm like not just going to butt into their conversation. Be like, hey, Casper, fuck you guys. So I, I'm standing there where the line is by myself, just kind of waiting. And I'm, I'm lingering there thinking, OK, well, this conversation is going to end any second. And then I'll say hi. And they just keep talking for like 10 straight minutes. And I'm just like not saying anything because I'm like waiting to meet him. And I start to feel like I look like a fucking creeper just standing here. <laughs> like, and, and, and they start to kind of like look at me like I'm weird. I'm like, I'm standing where the fucking line is. Well, there's no line, but I'm in the line where the line is. And then when he's done talking to them, he doesn't say hi to me. He walks over left and then he starts doing like a video interview. And I'm going, I just want to say hi. It takes like one second. And now he's doing like right. a video interview. And I'm just still standing there waiting and waiting. And a couple of more people get in line behind me. And then his like 15 year old daughter is sitting at his table. She's dressed as light bright or right. something. Light, light bright. You mean uh, rainbow like, bright? Rainbow, rainbow bright. Light and I'm like, bright. Are you, <laughs> yeah, the no, light bright was a great toy. And I go, like, are you Casper and Dean's daughter? And she says, yeah. And I said, how bored are you having to sit here all day? And I, I ended up talking to her more than Casper and Dean. Well, anyway, um, finally, he's done with his interview. And he walks over to the table and sits down ready to sign autographs. And, again, it's like I just feel like this creeper. He's not even really looking at me, even though I'm the first person in line. I'm like, that's wild. It's weird. It's weird. Was you willing to pay, Ted? What, so how I, I, much was I, his autograph? It's 20 fucking dollars to get a guy to sign his name. And I'm like, I'm not giving you that's anything. Cheap, I'm not giving – I'm not giving That's any of these it. people because it's going to go in the trash. It's going to go in the in the. I'm not going to put a. It's going to go autograph. in the needle, Ted, right in the arm, right? The only autograph I have signed on my wall is Robert England. Oh, and I said uh, Linda Blair and Robert England. That's it. Oh, Robert uh, England. And I have I have a Robert England Freddie Post thing well, that I have says. I uh, autograph in my house on my son's wall. <laughs> <laughs> it says to Ted, uh, "Welcome to prime time, bitch, Robert England." Um. Well, I finally just walk up to the table and I'm like, hey, and he goes, he said something like, uh, and I said, how you doing? And he says, I'm good. How are you? And I was like, yeah, I love uh, Starship Troopers and everything. And he goes, and he says, do you want an autograph? Uh. And I go, and I'm like, very awkward. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want an autograph. And I said, I just wanted to be able to say I've met Caster Van Dien. And he shook my hand. He says, well, now you have. Uh, oh, well, that's and awesome. I was like, it was well, so. See, Ted, you still made it good because even though you said that, I think the way you presented it later, and that was a better way. You know what I mean? Like that was a really cool thing to say. Well, see, I think, but, I, but, I, but when I they think... asked for an autograph, like they put it, they put you on the spot because it's like, no, I don't want to pay twenty dollars for your name. I just want, but you're at a convention that people paid to get in. I, I mean, if right. I just want to say, hey, Cass Frandian, I mean, you're allowed to do that, but they they kind of put you on the spot. We're like. You want an autograph? And you have to go. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, but, but you, you, you got you got your the pun in. You know what I mean? Like uh, I met you. All right, bye. But but you know what? But Casper Van Dien, I, yeah, I believe he was like Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, like like in their peak. You know, like like I, I remember Casper Van Dien. Man, he had, he had the looks beyond Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like he, he played. He's, uh, he's Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat web series, and there's there's another season of that come out in January. He's so he's he's Johnny Cage in that, and he's but Starship. But wasn't I mean, he like Jean Claude Van Damme? Then they then they have a path that they went down. He was a guy that seemed like he like in the '90s. He was like going to be the next. He was going to be like Chris Evans. 
Okay. You know, and he and he's he's a famous guy, but he never hit that like eight, like he was like really shot like shockingly good looking, and he was ripped, and he was in Starship Troopers, and he never went on to be like this A list dude, but he's still pretty damn famous. Right. Right. Like people know who he is. You say Casper Van Dien, most people know exactly who right. he is. But sometimes them, them actors are douches. Like like the first Walker Stalker we went to, it was me, uh, Matt Bradford, Fred Rojas, and and Freeman. D. Matt Bradford. D. Matt, D. Matt Bradford. Bradford. But like you know, you know, like back then, you know, the media badges were crazy because it would put you the next person in line, and you could you had you could have five questions with with all the actors, right? So you know, we went up, interviewed Greg Nicotero, you know, got his definition of a zombie. Met all these other people, and then Fred is like the one person that I want to interview is Billy from Gremlins, and Billy had a rough path also, you know. After Gremlins, you that, know, that got for still, yeah. And, and if I remember right, the interview went so bad, Fred Roja just was like, "Fuck it," and walked away. He was such a douche to Fred, dude. He didn't want to wow. nothing about Gremlins. Yeah, he didn't want to, nothing that's about right, Gremlins. That's right. <laughs> how how can Zach Galligan not want to answer anything about Grim, Gremlins? I mean, ask Fred Roja about it, but he was a douche to Fred, and I believe Fred walked away from that interview. Like, I feel I can be an awkward guy sometimes, and I think for the most part, I'm very good at talking to people. And there's people like, it's like the Alex Esso thing when I met her. She was a famous person. I was like, oh, my God. And I just walked up and was like, hey, Alex, and immediately, and this is how Tobias was, they're immediately, like, the nicest, easiest to talk to, like, talking. Yeah, appreciate it. Like Alex Esso's face lit up like Christmas Day when I said when I when I was like story I and that's how Tobias was and I said I do a zombie show but and that's how Carrie Keegan was and that's how a lot of people are but like yeah Casper and Dean just seemed like yeah okay whatever man bye I, so, yeah. okay. then then you feel awkward like you like you somehow did something wrong it's like I don't think I did I don't I don't know it's weird no. and, and yeah I mean it's. It comes with the territory, you know what I mean? You want your fame, you got it. You, well, got it. Think you know what, but I'll tell you what, guys. If we um, make it bigger than what we are, I promise I'll be nice to you. So you come talk to me, come up and talk to me, Ted. I'm going to open my eyes really big and be like, oh, hi, Ted. And a hug, yeah. big hug. Yeah, mm-hmm. big hug. <laughs> but guys, I'll, 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 I'll hug your way. Normally you're about to go on another show. Well, I don't know. My computer keeps blinking back and forth, so I might have to... XNA on that. But um yeah, let's talk about this big thing that just happened on Sunday. But before we get to that, have you guys noticed or did you know or will you even check out that Fear the Walking Dead has got some webisodes out there? Yeah, they've been showing that on TV. They they're showing that during the Walking Dead. There's some way, yeah, there's some short like another flight 9239 whatever thing going on. Yeah, I I'll watch yeah. it. But What do you think? Interesting, Ted? Good. Yeah, but I I, I, I don't want to watch it till it's all said and done because I like the flight the airplane one I had a uh, I didn't pay attention to it and then I waited till it was all done and watched it in twelve minutes and it was really quite good. good. You watch yeah, it, it was, I, I don't like but... I don't like these thirty forty second bits once a week. That's ridiculous. Right, and, and this is gonna be a short debate, but right out of the gate, me and Ted's talked about this, but I want to talk about it here on the show. Is me and Ted talked about it pre-show? Norma, we're two episodes in. To The Walking Dead Season 7. Yes. We've seen two-thirds of the characters. You know what? Rick was on last week. We got Carol and Morgan this week. It looks like next week we're going to get none of those guys. And we're not going to get Heath and none of the people from Alexandria. Don't know from yeah. 
So it's no gonna, Jesus? It looks, like it, it looks like it's going to be, yeah, no Jesus. So it looks like it's going to be a Daryl the Savior's episode next week. So, you know, it, yeah. might, it might be it might be episode six or seven before we get Jesus in there. I'll tell you, this is one thing that I hate about The Walking Dead is that, you know, they can't give you, you know, 15 minutes of this and 30 minutes of that. It's all this or nothing. And um, it bums like me that. out. No, I like that, and this is for why. Another couple and I'm okay with it. I think that if we went too back and forth, and I think we've been here before with stuff like that, that it gets too overwhelming because you don't really know what's going on, and they can't give you a story like that, um, a good in-depth story. But, I think this character building is what we need at this point because we kind of have to. We had we started with such an intense moment, and I'm telling you, those scenes from the first episode of this season still plague me but, that we on. need to see stuff in between just I, to kind of mellow us out. All right, I understand character building, but I've said this before. You take a show <laughs> like Modern Family. <coughs> they cover three families, a mm-hmm. story, mix it all up in 30 minutes. Beginning, middle, and end. Okay. And I don't see why The Walking Dead can't do that in an hour. At least two have two stories Back and forth, you know what I mean. I think a lot of it has to do with money, also. You know what I mean? Because they're paying for and, and all the these people. All have to be. There's so many characters, and they're all they've all gotten a little big. They're riches and famous. Well, it's, it's like, almost like Rick went from eighty thousand dollars an episode, sixteen episodes, to eighty ninety thousand dollars for two episodes. <laughs> right. Know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure they're all losing money, right? I'm sure. Oh, the I'm sure they are not happy about this. Yeah, because I'm sure they can't act. I mean, Michael Roker said this in. The panel he was in at the Walker Stalker Philly several weeks ago, that he was still part of The Walking Dead, but he was not getting paid for it. But he was not there for a whole season. So it was hard for him because nobody wanted to hire him because, you know, he couldn't commit to a long term project. Right. So I'm sure it sucks for the actors, but I mean, they can't afford to pay for everybody all at once, you know, and they have a whole new slew of people. Well, did Michael Rooker film Guardian? I think he filmed Guardians of the Galaxy when he was uh, during his during his season two hiatus. Actually, he didn't. He said once he died, then he was able to film Guardians. And at that point is when he was able to do it. If you guys are going to put me up, put like an actor on layaway basically for a whole season, I'm like, give him give him a Give him a couple hundred grand. I mean, it's like you right. fuckers. You fuckers are making hundreds of millions of dollars off the Walking right. Dead, the show, the toys, the action. I mean, the the, the, the games. The lowest paid actors, even Rick Grimes. I think what is he like ninety thousand an episode now? And Universal then, then you Studios got sitcoms the where they're Dead. making a million dollars for a thirty Trends. sitcom. Yeah, I mean the Big Bang Theory. I mean, what are those guys making per episode? You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But then you got Rick Grimes making real like ten ten cents to a dollar compared and to Andrew Lincoln and that shows Andrew Lincoln like kinda makes that show with I mean it's like he I mean he Yeah, it seems like seven, eight hundred thousand an episode, I think. Yeah, like the show is me, motherfucker. Okay, okay. Like I I, I am the fucking walking dead. But you so, know, I, I, I was know. looking up net worths the other day, right? And, and I don't know how legit net net worths are. But it was like, you know, Norman Reedus was worth like $10 million. Uh, Robert, I mean, uh, Rick Grimes was worth like $10 million, $11 million, something like that. But then Robert Kirkman, the owner of it all, was only worth like $15 million. 
So is he is he being cut out of a lot of money too? Because I was like, man, he's probably worth several hundred million. And that's a, that's like that's the that's ten million dollars is obviously a ton of money, but by celebrity standards, that's not a lot low, of money. Low, low. Yeah. Because so. you hear like you're like Harrison Ford's worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So all right, let's get into the episode. You know, we we uh, we were at the kingdom. Uh, Carol woke up from uh, her hiatus of. Being knocked out, her legs were messed up. Shut up, yeah. Uh, for she me, I, I, I enjoyed the character building. I felt like it was 30 minutes of filler episode of a bunch of nothing. You know, I kind of liked the Negan presence that we saw. Mm-hmm. I love that twist. I like that twist more than I did meeting, you, you know, uh, King Ezekiel. Oh, and, King Ezekiel. Uh, Shiva and all of that. But, but, yeah. but So what do you think, Norma? I actually loved this this episode. I thought it was not boring. It was really cool because, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it. I know we're doing a really short show, so I don't know how quickly we're going to get to it. But we find out who King Ezekiel really is. And there's no false pretense for the next season or half a season as to who he who he was, how he became who he is, and even how he has such control of this amazing tiger. Right. Yeah. And that's what I like because I thought uh, when it started, I when, when King Ezekiel showed up, you're already getting into this kind of fantasy gimmicky, world with yeah. the character gimmicky where like, he's a tiger. And when he started talking, I, di- I didn't know what he sounded like. And when he started talking, I, there was a part of me went, the show's dead. This is awful because yeah. like he's he's like it's like fantasy. a different you, this guy. This guy shows up from like like he's like a Conan the Barbarian character. And he's like. Hark thou thee for thou. I'm like, what the fuck did this guy come from? What what is this? No one talks like this. Me. And and I and I instantly my mind instantly went to Me too. I, I can't see him as anything other. He's Dave Chappelle playing Prince on the Chappelle show. That's what he reminds <laughs> me of. He's like because he immediately is like, Carol, would you Carol, would you like some grapes? Here, have some of our delicious fruits, Carol. Would you guys like to play some basketball? Yeah, dude, I felt the same way. You know, because me, you know, it's all fantasy anyway, because it's zombies. But, right. but it's like it took it out of that realm to a whole nother, to the whole World of Warcraft shit that I don't like. Yeah, it was bizarre. So when the, <laughs> I, I loved, so I'll say I loved when the twist turned out, oh, they, these guys are already under Negan's rule. Um, and he, But I, the ending, when suddenly it had this like usual suspects ending where suddenly he's like, oh, Carol, come sit by me in the garden and we will discuss a fortnight. And then suddenly he's like, Look, Carol, I know you're full of shit. You know why? Because I'm full of shit, too. This whole right, thing's an actor. Right. I, w- I was an actor who played Kings on Broadway, and I'm just making this bullshit up because everybody it makes everybody feel good. It's all a big gimmick. You know, I was like, and I was, that's when I loved the episode. I was like, because I was partly like, thank God. That right, has good. made, that transformed from being awful to like kind of awesome. I, I love that he's pretending. But but I think that is good, though, because it gives him his character depth because, yes, he is playing a role, but he understands that these people need somebody like him, but he's still a fearless leader. You know what I mean? Like his one guy where we had, um, where they're um, doing the whole pig situation where they're feeding the pigs, these, um, the walkers, right. And they're fattening them up because first it looks great. They're giving Negan's people these really nice, big fat pigs. The other one is another F you to Negan's people because they don't know that they're eating contaminated pigs from the walkers that's great the other thing is is that he even though he's a leader he still shows this group that we're not going to really fight you the way that you want us to fight you back and he lets the one guy just get hit 
and the other guy just lets himself get hit. Like they have this inside and they have already like a scheme planning up as how they're going to defeat. defeat well, yeah. what, what if this happens? What if Morgan traps these pigs? They want their bellies full of rot, Norman and Ted. Right. So the Negan's people pick him up. They take him back. They feed Norman Reedus. They feed uh, Daryl Dixon some pig, and he turns into a zombie. Who do you blame? Do you blame Morgan, Norma? No, because Morgan <laughs> doesn't know. Morgan doesn't know. <laughs> this is oh, what he's doing. That is a good point. I didn't think about it. Yeah, what if they have a scene next week where they start feeding, like, here's your dinner, motherfucker, and they give him a bunch of bacon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but they're buddy. all eating that bacon, so... Yeah. You know, it's just the way it goes. It's not like what Daryl did where he knew that he should have stayed quiet and he was a direct um, murderer to Glenn. Uh, well, let's not call poor Daryl a murderer. Even Stephen Yoon came out and says, <laughs> Stephen Yoon himself said enough of this calling Norman Reedus a murderer. The fucking, like, Megan makes shit up as he goes along. Let's not, let's it's not. It's the way the story was supposed to go Megan anyway. Didn't swing the, Daryl didn't swing the bat. Come on. So, are we going to see Heath anymore? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the guy that played Dr. Dre in uh, That's a good uh, Straight question. Outta Compton. Yeah, we haven't seen Heath in, in a long time. Uh, I mean. Could it be another sleeper character like they're doing with um, Lincoln Castellano, you know, who plays Tobias on Fear the Walking Dead? You know, could they be doing something else later with them? Who knows? I don't know. It, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm ready to see all the characters. I'm ready to see them mix and mingle. But yeah, I, I like the twist with the Negan people. You know, I didn't pick up right off bat what they were doing with the pigs, and then it kind of right off, on me. right what? off bat, Sean, right off the bat, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no pun intended. But but I, I I do like the twist, Ted. You know, for me, the whole kingdom thing was kind of uh, uh, yeah. You know, whenever whenever he spilled his guts about you know that the the tiger was trapped at the zoo, you know, and, and you know that's. A story that we've all, you know, read whenever we were kids about the lion that, you know, they had the thing in his paw and the man like, took it like, out. Oh, yeah, the, the lion and the mouse. Right. Like I saved little Boo the cat, and that cat loves me so much exactly. he bites the shit out of me every day. It's the same thing. Right. You know what I thought was interesting at the end? Because he tells Carol, you can leave but not leave. And I'm like, well, how does he plan on doing that? Which then made sense. Oh, oh Norma, 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 Cubs, Norma, Cubs, Cubs. Cubs just hit a fucking grand slam. Yes, go Cubs! Woo woo! Home run! Home run, bitches! Uh, anyway, so wait, Norma, a grand slam. That's, a, that's four people. That's four Bases were loaded. Go seven Cubs! To no, seven to nothing in the third yes. inning. That's the way Cubs should do this. Good job. Go Cubs! What go Chicago! Cubs do? Nice. That's this is the way to do it. Kick them right in the face. Anyways, so you know. We were watching how Morgan at the beginning, towards the beginning of the show, or as they're out, not gallivanting, but, you know, just doing what they're doing as far as surviving the apocalypse with Ezekiel and his crew, that he's marking the um, the mailbox. And I'm like, what is the significance of this? You know, and then he lifts up the little flag, you know, when you've got mail. But then at the end, we see what King Ezekiel was telling Cheryl, that he, Cheryl, Carol, that he can, she can be there, but not be there. So what they did is they gave her the house off to the side and while Morgan had been um, carving to that uh, mailbox post, and he put the the mail sign of mail being in as no mail being there, which I think it's great because that's how they know who's living in these homes. So they can be part of this, but not quite part of it. Right. For those people who are not sure if they still want to join this 
this cause. So I thought that was really Did y'all cool. notice the Crypt Keeper in this one? I don't think so. Go back was and he, watch it. it. I, I, think, I think the Crypt Keeper was, uh, was like like the, the nod to this episode, one of the zombies, man. I swear that everything, they the did. eyes, the teeth, everything was, was the Crypt Keeper. What was I going to say about – um, the Crypt. Um, so, I, I, like Maybe I said, I thought it was – in the window, I think. Oh, the, the lady, the old. Well, I, again, oh so I, yeah. I thought the episode was kind of mad, but when the twist came, I loved it. But if we talk about the tiger, the tiger to me, uh, shockingly, shockingly good looking. Yeah, that's yeah. Clearly, that's clearly a fake tiger, a CGI tiger. But is it? I couldn't uh, tell. That's a CGI tiger. You know why? Because its acting is too good. <laughs> that's why it's a CGI. Oh tiger. yeah, its eyes, it, expressions. It growled perfectly on cue. It, its eyes, it walked in that little circle perfectly. When Carol opened the door, it, it was right in her face. Growl- and they're not going to have a tiger that growls. If you see um, domesticated tigers, they don't just growl viciously like that one was constantly doing. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like that thing was – I don't believe when Carol opened the door at the end, that the tiger was like – like, it, you know, that's – and, and I said to Sean – there's like a little 1% of it that you can, t- to me, I can look at and go, there's like a slight 1% uncanny valley effect, they call it, where it's like, it looks a little composited in something, like when it's lying on the porch or something. Right, it was right, right. Kind of like the, li- the Lion King, you know, like, toward, you know, whenever you, you have acting in the eyebrows of an animal, you, you know it's kind of animated. Yeah, he has, it's like King Kong, where King Kong in, that, in, the, in the remake was extremely realistic looking giant gorilla. But he was too good of an actor. Right. And that's kind of how the tiger was. So it, it, while I'm positive that thing's completely CGI, it for a television show, my concern was if that tiger looks like shit, it's going to ruin the show. Right, that it's going to ruin that momentum. That tiger looked better than the Life of Pi tiger. I mean, that thing was very, was very... Good. Yeah, it was good. That, do, you, do you think okay, that's why a lot of the well, tiger? The, do you think she will I be hope, in it a lot? I hope, but it, I, is this why they're splitting up the cast so much? Because they... Uh, they, they've blown their, all their budget on this on the awesome CGI. It could be possible. It very well could be possible. and Or maybe they just won't do it anymore because AMC of that budget. going to ruin this show, man, by, by this budget thing. I sure hope not. Here, let me ask you one quick question, because I know we're trying to wrap up quick. Um, King Ezekiel and Carol, are they going to hook up? Yes, yet they are. So, but you know why? Because I, I caught it instantly, and Sean and uh, Matt, our, our good friend Matt Brapper. Uh, horny uh, fruit he was trying to give her, right? Rest, rest in peace, Matt. Rest, uh, our good friend Matt. <laughs> um, he showed up with a sex apple at the end. <laughs> well, no. yeah, I mean, he just, it was a pomegranate. <laughs> I mean, you know, at first when he was given, offering her the fruit, the, that's um, known like the green M&Ms. They, you know, that's just a known <laughs> aphrodisiac for women. That's what they say. Um... But I thought, honestly, at the beginning when he's offering her the fruit, to me it was almost, and why she, uh, Carol didn't take the bait is because it almost felt like if she were to eat from that bowl, she was committed to this to this place. And I thought that's why she didn't want to eat it. Then at the end, I understood that it was not, that was not what was being offered at the table. So, Well, I mean, yeah. they just come from Terminus also, where there were cannibalism, so... Yeah, I would be like, no, nah, I'll pass two. <laughs> well, he well, actually, in the grand scheme, how long ago was Terminus in their timeline? We don't know. But right. I mean, they they've been through all of that already. We talked last like, season wow. about the sex apple when Rick, Rick, uh, Rick and Michonne. It's like after they had sex, they're like, 
Ew, look at this delicious apple. So it, I thought it was kind of funny that he shows up. And again, it's it, it's like when he shows up, it's it's Prince. It, it's it's fucking Dave Chappelle's Prince. Like the door opens, he's got a tiger. I expected like glowing purple mist to come no. rolling in. And he and he's like, "Hello, Carol. Have you ever made love on the back of a tiger?" <laughs> you know, I, I, you always expect like, "Would you like here? Enjoy this. Enjoy. Uh, why don't you uh, indulge yourself in this in, in this plate of fruit, and then we can." purify you in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. But you know what? We we talked about it before Dave Fennoy playing King Ezekiel. And I gotta say, after seeing the actor, the the acting is good for King Ezekiel, but I think that the the wig that he wears, I I don't know, man. The dress to me just kind of, I think Dave Fennoy would have been awesome at this. I like the guy's voice, though. I think Dave Dave Fennoy's got that amazing voice, but his voice is so amazing, it's almost distracting. Uh, this guy mm-hmm. was doing this guy. I, I did like this guy's like, well, you're welcome here at the kingdom. He had, he had a very, you know what? If I was, if I was in the walking dead universe and came upon this man, I might be seduced by his power as well. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm hanging out with this dude. Uh, the fruit of life, Ted, the fruit of life. Would you like to eat a t- Ted? Would you like to have an apple and then you can ride my tiger? Please, oh, sir, yeah. may I have some more of your tiger? Would you like to ride my tiger? Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Norma. Norma, would you like oh, to so could you wrap your arms around me, Norma, and ride, yay, ride, ride? Yay, oh, I don't want Norma. your bitter, your bitter pomegranate. Bitter, bitter on the outside and sweet on the inside. Can we get a photo? Can we get a Photoshop of uh, of shirtless Ezekiel riding his tiger with Norma's like behind him, like with her arms around him, and they're riding down the beach, like. He sounds like you know. You know, he sounds like he sounds like the the guy that used to be in those Old Spice commercials. Like, uh, like I'm the man your yes. you wish your man could be. Yes, like yeah. that very freaky kind of yeah kind of thing. So all, right. all in all, Ted, you like this episode, but not to the very end. Is that correct? I at the beginning again was like, this is fucking insane that there's a character that sounds like this. And then when it when the whole twist came, I I loved the episode. So, very cool. So. I haven't thought about this till now. Do you think that's why he was presented on a stage, Ted? Almost like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Because he was raised in the theater. He played Kings. I mean, what, wasn't, they, wasn't he like on, a, on on like a stage, like a high school stage or something? Where they uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was like in an auditorium. That's a good point. And also, I, I like that he immediately, because Carol's full of shit as well, and Carol right. does her whole like, oh my gosh, I just hope we can find some... I'd like to make some hamburgers. So I'd like to, you know, she does that whole I don't naive. Like that. Sorry. But she, she does it, yeah, but she does it to a point that's ridiculous. It's almost as ridiculous as his act. Yeah, and it's I like, like all sticky, sweet, nasty, gooey kind of thing. Yeah, and I like that he's the first person that, and Morgan's sitting there. I like Morgan because Morgan knows how full of shit she is, and he's just sort of, but I like that he's a me, like, look, I'm full of shit too. I, I The second I met you, I knew you were full of fucking bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> because and, I'm, and it's true. He's like, I saw the guns you had. Those were Savior's guns, which means you killed some of the Saviors, which we, we, we've we yet to do. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, they, I think they look up to Carol. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the whole gun <laughs> thing, they're like, we, we saw the Saviors had marked those guns. Those were the Saviors guns, which is neat. Well, that's what they, that, isn't that what they claim they, they, they wanted the two of them? Because they know that Morgan and Carol have beaten the shit out of a few Saviors in their time. Yeah. And lived live to tell about it. That's right. Well, last thing I want to say is I just hope you know you know for sure that tiger is going to get its ass killed at some point. 
that's going to get killed in battle or something. I don't know what happens. But that just seems like that's going to happen. But I, I think if they do not have at some point like a, a scene where the, the full battles broke out, Rick and Daryl and everybody's charging in the battle and Negan's people, and I just want a scene of that. All out ti- war, man. I just want that tiger to get up. That t- that tiger comes charging into battle with Michonne and Daryl and just starts mauling like right. They- that's it's gonna like, be that, fucking amazing. It's like Danny Tigerian in her in her um dragons. This is the dragon of the apocalypse. This, she, this hey, I'm you, she, Shiva does her damage. Can you imagine like Michonne riding the tiger into battle with her samurai sword out? Like, <laughs> it'd be so awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't wait to see Shiva. You know, you know, go with zombies, wiping them out. Yeah. Protecting King Ezekiel. Yeah. That, that is pretty I, badass. You know what I mean? The zombie apocalypse. You got a fucking tiger, man. That's a, that's a notch up, I think. <laughs> Did you see the Photoshop I made showing Negan with his bat? And he says, like, I have a baseball bat. Then it showed uh, showed uh, uh, Ezekiel with his tiger, and he said, bitch, please. I posted it. He said, you have a t- I made that, and I got some likes on the on the Twitter. He said, you, I have a bat. And he said, yeah, well, okay, I got a fucking tiger. Right, right. Yeah, to try try hit my tiger with your bat. See what happens. Crazy. So, so I, I think next week's going to be good because we're going to see you know the compound, the saviors, uh, maybe some and hot gonna, women that, that are around Negan. Yeah, yeah. And we're I gonna think we're going to see Daryl with the guilt. What is that guy's name? Why can I not remember his name? The blonde guy that took Daryl's crossbow Dwight. and stuff. Dwight. Dwight thank Dwight. you. I, yes, because I just think of the office every time I see him, and now I know why. Um. <laughs> I think we, you know, we might see Dwight change, and I think he might be the game changer that we need to bring down Negan. Well, Negan's still well, around I, in the comic. I, I just, yeah, I, I, but I do. I think it's gonna be interesting. The clip they showed shows shows Daryl like he's having Glenn flashbacks. Like it shows him, uh, he's like in this dark room, like it's the nighttime, and he's like just curled up in the corner, and you can hear like he's like his face looks distraught, and he, it's like he can hear the the thumps of the bat, like the. Doof. And I think they showed that in a commercial, so I think he's like um, going to be emotionally ruined from what happened in the first episode, which he should be, really. No, absolutely, he should be, because a lot of this stuff is because of him. Yeah. Do you think we'll we'll get the the badass? Yeah, yeah. You know the the mumbling Daryl Dixon, or will we see some fear in him? I think he's. It looks like he's going to be really causing them. Problem. Negan likes him. He said, "I like him because he's got balls, unlike the rest of you." So I want him. So right. I, look, there's a lot of look. Looks like he's going to be very spiteful. But Negan's like, "You work for me, goddammit. Get that shit through your head, motherfucker." I, I <laughs> beat you with this bat, but you're the, but you're Norman Reedus, and if they kill you, everyone's going to riot. They're going to riot. I don't know. Norman, always riot it with Glenn. Yeah, but there was never a saying. If Glenn dies, we riot. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual saying of Daryl Dunn. This is right? true. This is true. We need to get rid of that saying. Yeah. I think Negan's well, so powerful they could get rid of Norman Reedus now. No, People Norman Reedus will. Says <laughs> like no. You guys need to, no, no. You guys need to listen to Doctor of the Dead. Last week, this week's episode of Doctor of the Dead because they were a week late posting it, but it's the newest one, and. They are totally off the train, and he goes into detail for an hour of why he will never watch The Walking Dead again. And it's about the, the sexual passion that the public has with Negan, and and you know the 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 you know the 
you just need to listen to it because he goes into detail. I'm against it. I enjoyed it, but he gets What's to the an hour of the Is there, is there a thing where all the or like women all like lusting after Negan? Yeah, I think obviously so. it's bad as a metaphor for his giant wiener. <laughs> oh boy, you guys always you bring it back to that. You're you know, down. Women lust for Negan now, though. Well, Norma, thank you. And I'm not even. And this isn't even a joke. I mean, there is a metaphor that he made everyone kneel before him, and then he's poking a big bat in their face. I mean, there is a there is a total metaphor there. Do you think? Oh, we'll, absolutely, we'll absolutely. The news? Do you think that'll influence somebody in real life to beat someone to death with a baseball bat? Doesn't it happen? I mean, it's happened in that before. Fashion, I don't know. I don't know. I well, know Norma, that I hope not. That would be a bad way to go. I've had a couple. I had a Negan come in yesterday to pick up candy. He was an older kid. He was like sixteen or seventeen. And I said, "Wait a minute. Go ahead, Ted." Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, Um, sorry. What I want to say is that at Comic Con, I noticed uh, there was. uh, It it was like after the Heath Ledger Joker when he went to like Comic Con, like everybody was dressed as the Joker. It was like, oh wow, how original. There were knee. There were knee guy out the ass. Knee guy. That's what you call. There were so many Negans walking around with their their jackets, their bat, they all had beards. And then what's funny is we t- had a big blow about spoilers last week, which went on way too long, that conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, but they had – this is a true story. I was talking to Dominic Santiago, and a guy dressed as Rick Grimes walked by, and he had <laughs> blood across the face. And I said, I said, hey, Rick Grimes, let me get your picture. And he walked over, and I said, like, man, I'm really sorry about that rough week you had last week. And – then the guy next to me in line goes, no, no, don't say it. I haven't seen the episode yet. What? And, uh, like, and I'm like, are you fucking for real? It's like, this is it. We're at Comic-Con a week later and you you don't right? know. You don't know what happened. There's Negans walking around everywhere. And then what's funny is one of the, I, I talked to one of the Negans and he said, he said, uh, you know, there's a guy cosplaying as Glenn walking around with his head, eyeball hanging out. And I was like, and I found the dude. There was a, there was a straight up guy walking around dressed as Glenn with his head beat in, eyeball hanging out, and his girlfriend was dressed as Negan, and they took a photo where he got on his knees, and I was like, "There's a that's a walking spoiler walking around comic right there." But you know what? He cannot. You can yeah. You cannot come to one of those things and not seeing that. That thing is ridiculous. You you had an hour of time this week to watch that episode if you really want. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's there's no post out this week, and I got a lot of messages that said you got me. And what the post was, was like, I put spoiler, a bunch of spaces. And I was like, the crazy thing that I hear about this week's On the Walking Dead is, you know what? Glad I'm not giving a spoiler because you're reading it right now. Right. And everybody read it. And I I put spoiler on it there and everything. And everybody read it still. So that that proves the fact you can write spoiler on anything. Absolutely. And they're still going to read it. But I was like, you know, the crazy thing about The Walking Dead is blah, 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 blah. Good thing I'm not giving any spoilers because you've already read it. (laughs) Well, did you see what I put in there? And then I got to get going because I, I can jump on the B team for a moment. But I wanted to I wrote um, before this last uh, week's episode aired. You know how they give you the little trailers. I found that and I put spoilers above it. And then I played the trailer below <laughs> just to troll everybody because I think this is ridiculous because this conversation went on for a week. I can't wait People to just hear going knuckleball. back and back and forth. You oh, you got to hear knuckleball. knuckleball, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. Oh yeah, we had a war. It was me against two, and I needed you there. You left me high and dry. And they're like, "Well, you know, Sean's, you know, gonna agree with this with us." And I said, "Actually, I think Sean's on my court. Yeah. 
about this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, yeah, it was if you it was crazy. Week, you're not you're not dedicated to the show like most people. So you know what? If it is, that's your fault. I still think there's a a 48 to 72 hour maybe uh kind of waiting line. Okay, oh, maybe I'll give you that. But last but week's one episode week was, an accept, was an exception big time. We waited six yeah. months. I'm not waiting time. six months in a day to talk about it. So yeah, it's and not it was like somebody oh. spoiling last night and saying. Oh, guys, you know, Ezekiel's putting on an act. You fucking ruined it. It's not like that's nothing. Like, this was like a big deal. This was like, yeah. you said, this was like show. This was like watching the Super Bowl and then saying, don't a week later. Don't don't tell me who won. I haven't watched the Super Bowl yet. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Oh, gosh. Well, last thing I want to say about spoilers. This is funny. The official AMC Twitter, I noticed. And I think that this is them making fun of the spoiler gate from last week where everybody went crazy. Uh-huh. They, put up, they put up a recap video of last night's episode, and no joke at the beginning, there's a five-second counter that says, Walking Dead spoilers in five seconds. <laughs> and, it, and it counts down, and I was like... That's great, that's they, great. They never have done that, because i followed them for years. They have never done that till this week. So I'm like, that's a total response to the shitstorm from last week. All right, fellas. I must go. Where can people find you, Norma? Look, you can find me in about five, uh, maybe in about 30 minutes putting together my dinner in the crock pot for tomorrow's meal. So cross your fingers that what I'm imagining is going to turn out delicious, but I'm hoping this turkey soup comes out really, really good. So cross your fingers for that. But anyways, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can under Normie477, or you can find me on allgames.com on Thursday nights with Knuckleballer Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear... um, me uh, freak out on Eli and Chip for their comments about spoilers. <laughs> so you can come and listen to that. And if you want to game with me, uh, Titanfall 2, I've been playing not as much as I played Gears 4, but come find me under Normie Bug on Xbox Live. Nice. Well, have fun, Norma. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Tam, Bye. where do you people are- find you? Uh, I've been playing Titanfall out the ass as well. I'm loving Titanfall 2. It's very different from the first one, but it's it's growing on me. Uh, Sub Z hates it. He hates it with a passion. It's it's very very sad. <laughs> uh, playing Gears of War. New maps came out today. Tedekin on Xbox Live. Uh, Tedekin on everything. And I wanted to say too. Uh, I saw a, a funny picture. I think I tweeted showing uh, Carol looking very Carol kind of doing her sweet Carol face. And it said it said uh, Oh darling. It's like you don't want to be spoiled, but you also want to be on social media. You can't have both. Yeah. And it's very it's very true. And again, I it, it goes to that argument last week where you're like, you know, Matt was saying, and, and again, I, I understand Matt's point, but he said, you know, some people can't watch it for a day or two. And I'm like, if you can't watch it for a day or two, that hate to say it, that just sucks for you. But I'm saying and that's, well, I, one thing I want to say is it, just people in general. If you're sitting on your couch looking at the screen at Facebook, deciding not to watch it, deciding to while- watch it. While when it's you can, on the air. Can, yeah, when you can be sitting there watching it, it's not my, not my problem. But also, if you know it's on, you know the thing is on. You know that uh, 17 million people are watching it at the moment. And it was the second highest rated Walking Dead episode of all time. Uh, and you know everyone's watching it, but you're still on Facebook where everyone, at least for those two or three hours, is going to be nonstop spoiling it. You, you can go on now and not get spoiled, maybe. But while it's on. Yeah, people are going to be talking about it nonstop. Because you know so, they want to, they want to be the one to spoil it. They, yeah, they they're, they're be like, bam, that's it. 
see, I would not intentionally spoil it. You and I were posting some funny things, but there are people that get joy out of ruining things that are going to intentionally ruin it for you. They're going to say, you haven't seen it yet? Glenn gets his head beat in. They're going to do that just to be assholes, and that's just the sad way it is, and you have to accept that. Sure. You know, you're not going to change people. You just have to adapt. You have to adapt to people. That's it. Well, man. you know. But, uh, but you know, you can catch me this week, uh, tomorrow night, which this is Tuesday on Wednesday night. I'm going to be recording with uh, the podcast, Zombie Anonymous. So be sure to download that this week. That that show should be going up. But it's Zombie Anonymous. Subscribe over there and listen to that episode. And uh, it's going to be a good time over there. But you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. And my Xbox One Gamer Tag is FreemanDaddy7. And then, uh, you know what, I think this week we've got a big author coming on uh, from Rise of the Governor. Uh, a guy that's been at all the Walker Stalkers, cons, signing autographs and stuff. So I've been talking to him, and you know what, he co-writes with Robert Kirkman. I can't really pronounce his name, but, uh, you know, he agreed to come on this week. But, you know, until it's set in stone and done with, we're hoping for it. But uh, he actually messaged me, gave me his cell number and stuff. So, uh, you know, and he co- he's Robert Kirkman's right-hand man. You know, like I said, they co-write all the, the Governor books. And uh, and a lot more stuff. So uh, that'll be coming up hopefully this next Monday. You know what I would love? Would you love like a Walking Dead, like another Fear the Walking <laughs> Dead spinoff show, but you get David Morrissey back and do like the Rise of the Governor, the series? Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. And do it like a and make it like it's a mini. It's not a full thing. It maybe it's like twelve episodes, and it just shows the start of the apocalypse up to where he and you make you literally make it end with him. That scene where he finds uh, Michonne and them out while they're killing all the zombies at the helicopter crash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And run it right and find it, show him save Merle, get Michael Rooker back. And that, that to me, would be a good show. It would I'd be watch. a good show. And, and, you know, I've got the audiobook for uh, the you know the first book in their series, Rise of the Governor. And, and it starts off him and Penny, you know, his daughter. And he's a straight-up family man that, that tries to live with society. You know what I mean? And it's like you almost understand him as the governor by at least, you know by at least you know from that first book but they but they tie a lot of things cuz cuz with rise of the governor like 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 if you read the comics uh the walking dead they come up on this colony right mm-hmm. and uh there's a sign at the gate of this gated community that says something about uh all are welcome or, or something like that, and they go in, and, and that's where Carol dies in the comics, early in the comics. But then, let's the rise of the governor, you know, they go to that gated community, and they're the ones that lead the sign. But underneath the snow, it said, beware, dead, you know, they're all dead inside the gates or something like that. But, but you know, the, the governor actually wrote this sign, which ties into the comics of The Walking Dead, which is, you know, something that we didn't get in the TV series. But it's weird how, you know, how they interact and, and intertwine with each other. Uh, let me try to pronounce his name. Let me bring it up. Uh, everybody's seen him. He's one author that always posts his picture uh, everywhere he's at. But it's uh, Jay Bonanzen Jay. <coughs> but anyway, it, it, we saw him at Walker Stalker, Ted, uh, whenever he was there. But uh, but he said, I'm in for any Monday. You just named the Monday. So uh, I messaged him about this Monday. So I think it's going to work. But uh, and Matt, he'll be back sometime. And we'll be talking uh, <laughs> the Saviors and Negan and Daryl and all that. Uh, episode three of season, season seven live this Monday. Uh, we'll have, on, on uh, live, live, yeah. we'll have live pre live pre election coverage. <laughs> yeah, live pre election coverage. But we do want to thank everybody. Uh, 
you know, one thing, yeah, I, I don't want to whine about it, but I do want to say it. We always ask for, uh, you know, we, we do this show for free on a budget of nothing. We do it because we enjoy it and nothing more. Uh, we do ask for reviews, and, you know, it's, it's re- reviews helps us in the ratings. But then sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll get somebody who dips into our show, like last week, someone listened to our show, and where I was like, ho, 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 and the mic, they left us, left us a one-star review that said, oh, it's seven minutes and eight seconds, blah, blah, blah. You, you you made me go deaf, so you get a one star. So yeah. I, I've talked with Apple and iTunes this week, you know what, and they eliminate stupid stuff like that. But you know, it, it just burns me up because sometimes those reviews are, are there for life. You know, and you know and, what, and uh, I think uh, iTunes what? should take reviews like that more seriously and, and look at the content. And, and the the person created an iTunes account that said uh, deafening from podcast, and, and we were the only review that this person left. So they re- created a. Uh, iTunes account just to leave us a one star review because I said ho 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 too loud when we were talking. User reviews, uh, I think user reviews on most things should be banished. Like you look at like Metacritic, you know, where they have like they'll have like a video game that you have like the legit critical reviews where it's like okay, this game got an eighty five, but there are people that just want to hate on things. Like you might have a game that's Xbox or PlayStation exclusive, so the the, the fanboys of the other side are going to go and give it a one star. Yeah. Just, just even it could be like Uncharted Four, which is like the best game ever made. They'll give it a one. So it's like, oh, Uncharted Four has got a six point two user score. It's like yeah. that's a load of shit, and, uh, you know. And so user reviews ruin a lot of review sites. Yeah, and, and you know, iTunes took that review off. But I, but I told iTunes, I was like, you know, we bring a lot of people to Apple iTunes to listen to us, and it's just not fair, man. You got you guys have got to cover this, and they did. So I want to thank Apple and iTunes for. Uh, for doing that for us. Because leave us a review. Just be honest. You know, if, if you think it's one star, honestly, leave a one star. But you know what? The the better ratings do help us out. It helps us, you know, be on the front page of things and rise up. You know, because since since iOS 10 came out, they eliminated, like, like what's hot and stuff like that is eliminated down to 50 shows. Used to, you could go down 500 shows and see in levels of what's hot. But you know what? ZombieCast has always ranked. Uh, even though that the, the, they chopped that into like a third of what it was, you know, we still rank. So we're doing good. We rank with the best and above the best of some of them. So uh, mm-hmm. we're doing good. But just uh, just be honest with us, man. Like I said, we do this on a budget of nothing. It's from the hearts. You know what? We take time away from our family to do this for fun and for your entertainment. But uh, go leave us a review, guys. And uh, you guys rock. <laughs> oh, they're bringing me candy. I got ooh, I got some cowtails. And some York peppermint patties from Chloe. Uh, but, uh, I love you. But, oh, listen to that. Listen to that. It's so yeah, sweet. Yeah, yes. I got some cowtails. But uh, we do want to thank the zombies that listen to us live. Like I said, we're not live this week, but on the feeds. Zombiecast.net. Uh, you can go there every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Click the live, listen live button. And it'll put you on the page where all you got to do is enter your name and enter the chat. And you can listen to us live. But on all devices, reminder, download the TuneIn app. Even in the new cars with the digital stereos, which come in all new cars. I think all Fords and Chevrolets now have tune-in whenever you buy those. Uh, and add All Games Radio, and you can listen to us live from your vehicle and all devices. Tune-in app, add All Games Radio. But on behalf of the mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Norman Latte, Mr. Tatic, and Madam McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5, we call episode 226 of Zombicast. <laughs> There's no tiger this week. We got our own tiger. Right, Chad?
our we're like Ezekiel and he's our shield. Yeah, we are. King uh Teta Freeman. And our tiger <laughs> TC. Good night, zombies! Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.